When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, hi, good morning, everyone. Welcome along to the show. It is Tuesday morning, the 15th of August, 2023. Daniel Pettigrew back with you, broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane, and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. 1300 01 1170, our open line number. Or you can text 0457 736 736. And that is all before Vossi and Brandy for Breakfast 3, SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, Patton Hills in Queensland uh, for breakfast after 6 AM. A lot to get through this morning. Lots of rugby league news. The build-up to the Matildas, of course, continues. That'll be tomorrow night. The first of the women's semifinals is on tonight. So we'll I'll tell you what's happening there a bit later on. There's an EPL match we'll get to in just a second as well. Plus Chris Perkins in about 15, 20 minutes uh, for all the big stories from America. If you've got any questions for Chris, 0457 736 736 is our text number or you can call the open line on 1300 01 1170. Any questions for Chris, uh, feel free to get them in. Big Tuesday ahead of a very, very big Wednesday. So let's get on with the show at two and a half, at two past five. The Hot Topic, thanks to Rheem. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a Rheem. Except nothing less than Australia's best and install a Rheem, Australia's favourite hot water. Uh, now, EPL, before we get onto the news of the day, two minutes gone. It's the final match of the first weekend, first round of the EPL. It's Man United up against Wolves and currently nil all. Uh, three minutes gone there, so very early on. Man United and Wolves nil all. Before we get to some of the news of the day, I did catch uh, on the various social media platforms and uh, websites yesterday, I think it was Barnaby Joyce saying that he was watching the wrong Matildas France game on Saturday night. Now, I'm not entirely sure how that happens, uh, but he did that. But what got me thinking is, I don't think anyone would have done that. But what have you missed? Now, I know some people have missed uh, sporting events for weddings, maybe being on a plane, maybe some other reason. Now, it might not have been that you completely missed it. You might have still been able to go to the grand, uh, to watch it on TV, but you might have missed your team in a grand final for something. What have you missed and why? one three hundred oh one eleven seventy or oh four five seven seven three six seven three six what sporting event have you missed and why one three hundred oh one eleven seventy oh four five seven seven three six seven three six what sporting event have you missed and why and a mate of mine uh, that got decided to get married on a grand final weekend his team ended up in the grand final Something along those lines. I think he, well, I'm sure he's very happy, but I think he regretted it. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. What sporting event have you missed and why? 1300 01 1170 0457 736 736. Or you might want to buy into some of these stories on this Tuesday morning. Now, we know the NRL, the RLPA deal has been sorted, uh, which is good. So now uh, the next line of thinking for Peter Volandis and the NRL and the NRLC is NRLW Magic Round in Queenstown. 
expansion to an 18th team and taking State of Origin overseas. These are the hot ticket items the NRL will target with the ultimate ambition that the game becomes financially unbreakable and lifts its assets value to $300 million, according to Peter Valandis. Uh, now, with Vegas and the collective bargaining agreement secured, it can be revealed that the NRL will now continue with plans to expand to 18 teams before exploring a 20-team competition, take origin overseas and revamp pathways. Um, now, we know, of course, Vegas, 2024. Now, they're talking about, uh, with the New Zealand government, a possible inaugural NRLW Magic Round in Queenstown in 2025. Volandis has also revealed that the NRL is about to add another major investment just more than 12 months after purchasing the, purchasing the Gambaro Hotel on Caxton Street for $22 million. Volandis said the first thing we need to do is make the game unbreakable. For too long, we were breakable. We have to make ourselves financially unbreakable. We can go to $300 million in assets. We will announce a per another purchase very soon. The first thing we have to concentrate on is $300 million in assets to make the game financially unbreakable. During COVID, we had three months of funds left to make the game financially viable for the future. That has to be uh, that has to be high on our list. Um, so there you go. Uh, they're making another purchase. Uh, we'll see what that purchase is. NRL expansion. That is probably the big ticket item. Uh, likes of PNG, Western Australia, Brisbane East, and New Zealand have been earmarked as potential 18 teams. There is a push to expand to 20 teams. The NRL needs to develop a clear blueprint on a growing competition, starting with confirming an 18th side by 2026. So what's that? So two and a bit years. And we know they want the 2000, they, well, there was, a, there was a report earlier on in the year that they wanted 20 teams by 2032. Uh, the NRL has announced that Perth will host Origin in 25 and 28. Melbourne will have a match next year, which leaves 2027 up for grabs. The New Zealand government has made a pitch to snatch the showpiece event, which would see the game taken overseas for the first time since a one-off game in the US in 1987. And just like their male counterparts, uh, parts, there is a massive push for the NRLW to continue to grow. Uh, eventually, all 17 clubs will have a women's license, and the NRL has fast-tracked the introduction of new teams this year, so it remains to be seen how quickly they will want to add more. Also, a planned magic round in New Zealand is being given serious consideration. So that's just some of the things that uh, Peter Volandi is thinking about. So 18 teams by 2026, 20 teams eventually, yes or no? I said um, a few weeks ago that I I'd love to see 20 teams in the NRL as long as we have the talent and the coaches to go around. There are some clearly some very, very good players running around in New South Wales and Queensland Cup competitions, no doubt about it. But you don't want to get to a situation where we are seeing, where we, let's say, I, I don't think an 18th team would be an issue, but if we get to 20 teams and all of a sudden, you're seeing teams like we've seen this year, the Tigers, although they've been more consistent in recent uh, weeks, but the Tigers, the Bulldogs, the Dragons, to a certain extent, struggling and one-sided matches every week. So what would be your perfect amount of teams in the NRL? Is it where we are at now? Is it less? Is it more? What would be your perfect amount of teams in the NRL? Would you like to see it go to 20? Is 18 a good number? Would you like to see less? one 300 1170 or 0457-736-736. What is your perfect amount of teams in the NRL? And if it is more, where do you put them? 
1300 011170 or 0457 Are you one of these people that would like to maybe see another team, but maybe a couple of Sydney teams moved out of Sydney? Happy to hear your thoughts. The perfect amount of teams in the NRL. 1-300-01-11-70 or 0457-736-736. Eight past five. Now, uh, interesting weekend coming up already. And Team List Tuesday is going to be very interesting uh, for a couple of teams. The Roosters are up against the Eels. And still hope with the Eels that Ray Mitchell Moses, if they are to make the finals. We'll get to that in a moment. Uh, Trent Robinson uh, is staying coy about whether Sam Walker will make his return on Friday. Uh, but we would expect to see the young halfback's name on the NRL team sheet to take on Parramatta. And Robinson has more to think about uh, in the Roosters' spine than Walker's value in the run home after Sandon Smith's effort from dummy half against the Dolphins. And now Sandon Smith actually played more minutes than Brandon Smith on Saturday night. Um, but maybe Brandon, as I've said a little, uh, for a little while now, maybe more suited in the middle of the field. Um, we'll see what the Roosters do and Trent Robinson's Trent Robinson does their 11th at the moment. They need to beat Parramatta, the Tigers and South Sydney. They need to win their final three games and still have some results go for them to make the finals. Uh, we know Drew Hutchison had been terrific for the Roosters over the past couple of weeks, but Sam Walker probably makes uh, that difference with more creativity. Roosters fans, Walker or Hutchison for halfback on Friday night against the Eels. And what do you do with Brandon Smith? We saw when he was playing at the Melbourne Storm, he was excellent in the middle of the field. Very good dummy half, very good hooker. But I, again, I said 12 months ago when the Roosters signed Brandon Smith, or maybe even longer now, uh, I think they, were, they would come to regret uh, losing Sam Verrills. Uh, and you've seen they've struggled in that position throughout the season. Sandon Smith looking good at dummy half. Brandon Smith, no doubt, can play well at dummy half, but maybe she'll be given a role in the middle of the field. And we know Victor Radley has been struggling. So your thoughts on all of that, one 1170 or 0457 Now, I mentioned Parramatta there, the team the Roosters play on, Saturday, on Friday night out at Combank. Uh, they have been given added motivation to finish the season on a high after coach Brad Arthur revealed halfback Mitchell Moses was an outside chance to make a stunning return in the NRL finals. So we know he suffered a fractured cheekbone and eye socket in the Eels lost to Brisbane on Friday night. Uh, he now faces surgery, but he hasn't given hope of returning this season after doctors indicated he could return in as little as four weeks. For that to happen, Moses will be forced to rely on his teammates as the Eels look to mount a late-season campaign to crack at the top eight. Uh, so he won't be on the field for another four weeks at least. But Arthur hasn't given up hope of having a star halfback provided he gets the green light uh, from medical staff to return. Uh, we'll see what happens. We know Mitch Moses is very tough, but and that would be great for Parramatta. But I think the main issue for Parramatta uh, is making the finals without him. Does Parramatta make the finals without Mitch Moses? Now, you've got to remember for Parramatta, uh, they do have a bye in the final round of the competition, which does help them to an extent. But uh, their games, uh, other than that, they've got the Roosters this, Saturday, this Friday night and the Roosters, as we know, have hit some kind of form. And then they've got Penrith. They win both of those games and the bye. They will probably be there. But without Mitch Moses... I still giving them a big shot against the Roosters at home. 
And we know they have a pretty decent record against Penrith in recent week in recent years, apart from the obvious. But do they do it without Mitch Moses? I, I just don't know if they'll be able to. Can the Eels make the finals without Mitch Moses? one 70 or 457-736-736. And obviously with the Women's World Cup dominating headlines here, we're only one sleep away from the match tomorrow night. Uh, and of course we saw in New South Wales, at least Chris Binns, uh, the New South Wales Premier, has basically said that if they go on to win the final, they will end, well, New South Wales will end up getting a public holiday. But see, it won't be, and I think this has been uh, some of the confusion about this, uh, it won't be the day after the World Cup final. It'll probably be the week after the World Cup final. Your thoughts on this public holiday, um, and look, most people won't complain having the day off. I, I, I understand that. But there are people that think, oh, it's not a great idea. Look, I understand the sentiment behind it. Um, I just don't really know if there is any need for it. And where do you draw the line? Matildas are doing great stuff. Love watching them. Um, it's been one of the great sporting tournaments so far. It will continue to be, especially if the Matildas can win tomorrow night and make the final. Firstly, though, I don't think any of the state premiers should be going out too early um, and saying all of this. Wait until it's done. Wait until they actually do do it. Um, public holiday, though, for the Matildas, if they win the World Cup final. Do you support it? Do you not support it? 0457 736 736 or 1300 011170. It is interesting. Um, a report saying that uh, the television rights for FIFA Women, the FIFA Women's World Cup will skyrocket uh, to unprecedented levels following this year's event in Australia, uh, which is not surprising at all. And, of course, um, as well, the talk because has how well Australia and New Zealand have held this World Cup, some of the crowns that have turned up to this year's World Cup, uh, especially in Australia, but definitely New Zealand as well, getting good crowns. Of course, there's now been uh, talk of could we ever host a men's World Cup? And I, I see uh, people that know the game better say that there will need to be a lot of infrastructure there. We'll get to this a bit later on, but a lot of infrastructure. They'd still need to upgrade some existing stadiums and the time zones would be an issue as well. But I think we have done all we can over the past three or four weeks in Australia and New Zealand to show that we'd be very capable of hosting a Men's World Cup because this Women's World Cup has been brilliant. Have loved absolutely every minute of it. And we've still got a few games to come, including tonight. So the Women's uh, World Cup semifinals begins tonight. Uh, so this will be uh, out in, in New Zealand. So it'll actually be 6 p.m. Uh, Australian time. Um, and it hasn't been spoken about much, has it? Because all our eyes are on the Matildas. But Spain will take on Sweden tonight at 6 p.m. And this will be the winner of this will be the first team through to the World Cup final to meet either the Matildas or England. So 6 p.m. tonight, Spain or Sweden. Uh, who will be making the World Cup final? Who will be the first team to be making the World Cup final? That match being played over in uh Auckland and of course tomorrow we know Australia up against England. 0457 736 736 our text number. You can call the open line 1300 011170 On the back of Barnaby Joyce watching the wrong match, what sporting event have you missed? For a wedding, maybe being on a plane, maybe being overseas, maybe some other reason. Maybe your team was in something and you missed it. 0457 736 736 our text number. Uh, now, Peter Volandis, now the NRL and the RLPA have said that um, the deal has been done. He's now looking ahead. 
Uh, NRL Women's Magic Round in Queenstown. But expansion is very much high on his list. We know they want to get to 20 teams. The 18th team they want announced by 2026, if not earlier. So who would be your 18th team, firstly? And what is the right amount of teams for you? Is it 17? Is it 18? Is it 20? Is it less? Would you like to go more than 20 eventually? 0457 736 736 or 1300 011170. And where will you be watching the game tomorrow night? We'll talk to Matty Cox tomorrow in Melbourne. Uh, we will talk to John Gallo tomorrow as well to preview it. Paul Dennett from the Cricket Unfiltered podcast who will join me each and every week right throughout uh, this part of the year and into the summer. He got a ticket. He texted me the other day, said he managed to get a ticket. Were you lucky enough, if you're listening in Sydney, to get a ticket? over the past couple of days to go to tomorrow night's match. one 1170 to your text, your calls, and we will have a chat with Chris Perkins in America on the other side of this. It's 17 past five, off and running on your Tuesday morning. 21 past five, good to have your company. one 1170 our open line number, or you can text 0457-736-736. Going to have a chat with Chris Perkins in America in just a second. Talking uh, about what sporting event have you missed? Now, Barnaby Joyce said yesterday, I think it was on Sunrise, that in, and I don't know how, I, look, I didn't bother watching the interview. I don't know how uh, he did this, but he, instead of watching the Matildas game against France on Saturday, the live one. He watched the friendly they played just before the World Cup. Not entirely sure how he did that, uh, but that's what he did. Uh, so what a sporting event have you missed for whatever reason? Uh, maybe a wedding, maybe uh, away somewhere. 0457 736 736. An expansion. NRL teams. Uh, we know that is high on the NRLs later. What is the perfect amount of teams for you? 17, 18, 20, more, less. Yoval Treeman says on the text line, Hi, Dan. Whilst I don't think it would ever happen, 24 teams with two divisions of 12 teams each would allow for a full home and away season. That from the Yeovil Treeman. So that's 24 teams with two divisions of 12 teams each. Now, now I don't think, and I know you preface that by saying you don't think it would ever happen either. I don't know if it would ever happen. Um I think 20 is probably the limit. And to be honest, as I said, I, I think at the moment, and this, and look, we're saying 20 in the next 10, maybe even longer. I know the aim was by 2032, whether that happens or not, I'm not sure. You just, you just got to be careful with what you do there, don't you? You don't want to have some really high quality games. And look, this season has been great with 17 teams, but we do have teams that are struggling. Now that's going to happen every year, no matter what, uh, how many teams you have in the competition. But you just don't want one-sided games each and every week. Thank you for the text, Joval Trevor. The two divisions, I know that has been spoken about a lot. Um, and there's been other ideas floated around. It'll be interesting to see where we do end up in the next 10 years. one 1170 or 0457-736-736. News around Ryan Pappenhausen for the Melbourne Storm as well. Potentially good news. Uh, Craig Bellamy has hinted that Ryan Pappenhausen could make a stunning return to the NRL in under a fortnight. So his comeback from a shocking knee injury picked up steam at the weekend when he played his second game in the Queensland Cup, punching out the full 80 minutes for the Sunshine Coast Falcons as he ran for 127 metres and recorded two line break assists, two try assists and a line break. Uh, Bellamy was asked after his side win on Sunday about whether Pappenhausen was a chance to return in the NRL against the Dragons this Saturday. 
while he wouldn't rule it out, Bellamy indicated a comeback was more likely against the Gold Coast in round 26. Uh, that in itself will leave him uh, with a conundrum given the brilliant form of fullback Nick Amini this season. And Bellamy said, I will sit down with him and see where he is at. All along, we haven't had any expectations at all, and we're just going to take it week by week. We will have to look at that and prepare notes. Uh, I tell you what, though, uh, in form Pappenhausen um, with the Melbourne Storm, I, I don't know what they do. Do they bring him back at fullback? Do you bring him out at the 14 position? 0457736736. But as I said a few weeks ago, having Pappenhausen, a fit and firing Pappenhausen for a storm side that managed to almost put 50 on the Raiders the other day heading into the finals, that is a big wild card. And that is why, another reason why I'm not completely running the storm off being a real premiership contender this year. Ryan Pappenhausen, what would you do? I would probably wait another week and bring him back. But I, as I said a couple of weeks ago, I think he does need a couple of NRL games before the NRL, before the finals start. 0457 736 736 or 1300 1170 at 25 past five. Now on Tradies News, it's time to get the latest from the USA. And on the line is Chris Perkins. Morning to you, Chris. Well, good morning. Uh, sitting back on my vacation, enjoying mm. uh, Manchester United and Wolves right now. Yes, Neil. It's all. a rainy day here in West Virginia, so uh, good day to stay inside and watch some watch some round ball. Now, yes. Now, uh, uh, look, has the women's World Cup? And I know the USA bailed out, um, and this wasn't on my agenda to run past you. I know the USA bailed out early on. Of course, we're all about the women's World Cup here. Uh, at the moment, with the Matildas through of to the course. semi-final against England tomorrow, it was quite amazing, Chris. Um, I don't know if you've spoken to anyone in Australia uh, since it's happened, but the whole country basically watching the quarterfinal on Saturday night. People like me that were at other sporting events had one eye or both eyes on uh, the Matildas game instead of watching the event they were actually paid to go to. Is it still making a lot of news over there, or since the USA bowed out, has it got a little quiet? It's a little quieter. I mean, it's still the games are still being aired over here. Uh, I will be up early Wednesday morning, my time mm. uh, for Australia v England. I am excited about that one because Australia is always my number two national team mm. behind my own, of course. Uh, so you know, now that you know my team crashed out in the round of sixteen, uh, I'm pulling for Australia. So I'll be up six a.m. on Wednesday morning. To, to watch the game from, from there in Sydney. Yes, going to be very, very interesting indeed. Very exciting. One more sleep to go. Lots of live sites uh, around the country opened up as well for tomorrow night. So going to be very exciting. Now, uh, before we get to your topics, uh, Vegas, uh, you know this has been a talking point. Uh, since we last spoke, the four teams, Chris, have been confirmed. So it's going to be the Brisbane Broncos, the Sydney Roosters, the Manly Seagulls and the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Now, when it comes to South Sydney and also the Manly Seagulls, South Sydney, Russell Crowe, uh, we know big name involved with South Sydney Rabbitohs and a big name around the world. For Manly, Hugh Jackman, big uh, name over there in the States. Um, and there seems to be some talk that both Russell Crowe and Hugh Jackman also want to bring their promotional ideas to the NRL to hope uh, to help this. Now, uh, there's suggestions that they might appear on US breakfast shows, news bulletins, late night talk shows. Do you have a creative way that maybe Russell Crowe, Hugh Jackman or someone in the NRL could potentially maybe 
Uh, I think all those ideas are a very good idea, but potentially maybe promote uh, the games over there even more. What would you what would you do, Chris, if you're in charge of the NRL and you know the American market a lot more than we do? What would you do? What would be your suggestions for the NRL to note down with this only about six or seven months away now? Listen, for I, you know, I don't know about for uh, for Hugh Jackman, mm. for Russell Crowe. Can we not uh, do a, a reboot of Gladiator? Well, yes, we could. That, that yeah. seems like an obvious. That seems like a very obvious one. That's the first one I you know think of off the top of my head. Something like that because. Listen, NRL, Rugby League, that is a gladiatorial sport, mm. and it is highly entertaining. Yes. So, again, are you not entertained? Well, that, that is a good idea. I do not break that out. That's a good idea. That's, that's, that's good. the start. The, uh, another idea, get NFL guys in. I mean, if Fox is going to mm. be involved in, in this, you know, I've said this before, the, these games over here that are going to be played NRL, they've got to be on free-to-air Fox, not Fox Sports 1, one of the paid TV channels. It's got to be on free-to-air to maximize the, the attention. And, you know, it'd be on primetime television on like a Friday night and a Saturday night. You'd get maximum exposure uh, for, for a sport that, you know, I think a lot of NFL fans would absolutely love to watch. Because, you know, another way to market it is, you know, the NFL fan loves loves the hitting, the big hits, mm. all of the hitting, none of the pads. Yes. That uh, could be a tagline. Well, yeah. And this deal, by the way, is for the next five years. So every team basically is going to get a go, saying that they're going to be targeting uh, Jimmy Fallon, Stephen Colbert. Uh, and all those people. So interesting. I wonder if our listeners, well, so we have a chat, Chris, have any ideas, uh, creative or maybe sensible ideas on how the NRL could promote themselves to America, to Vegas. 0457-736-736 or 1300-0111-70. How do the NRL promote themselves to the American public? Because it is interesting, having spoken, and we'll get to your topics in a second, Chris, having spoken to a lot of people over the course of the weekend, uh, just rugby league fans, and most people were asking, are you going to go to Vegas? Are you going to go to Vegas? Now, I'm not. Uh, however, there would be a lot of rugby league Australian fans that will pay the money to go over there, maybe spend a couple of weeks in America beforehand. Um, so you're going to have the element of people at those games that have just flown from Australia. You are then going to have the expats that obviously still watch rugby league religiously over there. But then you also want to target that American audience that may have not seen a lot of rugby league. So it's a really interesting one to see how that will all work. Yeah. I, you're not going to put 65,000 at, at, in the Death Star uh, of Australian to fly over here. I don't think there'd be enough airline capacity, <laughs> in all honesty, for flights from, from Australia to here. And I, the, the expat community who live over here, of course, they'll show up for it, you know, those who are NRL fans. Uh, but yeah, you've got to get that American, you got to get the American audience. You're wanting to expand the market, okay? You're wanting to expand to new markets that aren't familiar with you. You've got to reach that market. You've got to reach mm. that. 330 million Americans, you know, with a decent amounts of disposable income uh, mm. to go to an event that they've never seen before, that they're not familiar with, Hell, may not never heard of before, mm. but you got to make it interesting. So 
give them some idea, give them some comparisons to what they know. And everybody in the United States knows the NFL. I mean, the NFL draws 40, you know, at playoff time, playoff games draw 40 million viewers. The Super Bowl draws over 100 million viewers mm. uh, every year. Reach some of them and get get them thinking, ooh, this is this has you know all the, all this hitting and these guys aren't wearing pads. Mm. These are some tough dudes. I gotta watch more of this. Well, that's, that's just what I'm thinking. Yeah, no, I like that idea. I like that idea. Any other suggestions on the text line? How to promote the game in America? Uh, from our listeners. We know our listeners are our best thinkers. So 0457 736 736 or 1300 011170. No doubt will be a storyline over the rugby league off season as we head towards those games in Vegas in, I think it's the first weekend of March. Now, uh, let's move on to your topics. Of course, we'll come back to the NRL with your NRL tip shortly. See how you did in round mm -hmm. 24. But firstly, the latest from the college football preseason. Yeah, the college football preseason top 25 AP poll is out. It really doesn't mean anything. It's just an idea of where where the the people who make these type of decisions think these teams are sitting leading into the first game of the season, which, by the way, is about two weeks from now. The first games of the college football season are Saturday, August 26th, so it is sneaking up on us. Two-time defending national champion Georgia, they're in the pole position Got 60 out of 63 first-place votes to take number one. Uh, behind them, though, a couple of Big Ten teams. Oh, uh, Michigan got to, got two first-place votes. They're at number two. Uh, Ohio State, over Michigan's biggest rival in in anything, uh, got one third place or got one first-place vote. They're uh, sitting third. Rest of the top five is back to Georgia's neck of the woods, the Southeastern Conference. You always see Alabama up high. They've been they've been ridiculously high for the last fifteen years mm. in, in the uh, preseason poll. They're sitting at number four, and LSU at number five. So you got three southeastern conference teams, two Big Ten teams. Really, no big surprise for there because they're the two best conferences in college football. But the season begins August twenty sixth, mm. and I guarantee there will be craziness. Uh, as we get deeper and deeper into the college football season. So you'll you'll see, I mean, the, these teams, the 6 through 10, I'll run through them real quick. USC's number 6, Penn State 7, Florida State 8, Clemson at 9. That's pretty low by Clemson standards. And Washington rounds out the top 10. I guarantee one of these top 10 teams, two weeks into the season, won't be in the top 25. Mm, okay. And you mentioned we're going to see craziness. We love craziness. Now, uh, Chris, we're yeah. just going to interrupt this report to do something we've never done. We've had an open line caller ring up during your segment talking about wonderful ideas. Okay. Uh, so, Chris, say hello to Rick from Brisbane. Hello, Rick. How are you going, man? Great. Hello. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Good. Now, I believe you're calling... Oh, doing good. You're calling from uh, Brisbane, but you're originally from America? That's correct. I'm originally from California. Very nice. Very nice. Now, you've got some ideas. Chris is all ears. I'm all ears. Some ideas for the NRL to promote themselves to the American market. <laughs> Look, I think the biggest thing is to get there early and really promote the thing. Um, you know, like with the Super Bowl environment, those boys are down there, and, and there's there's big, big fanfare. You know, they have the kids interacting with the, the sport. They have uh, good marketing, I think getting down there early and getting exposure on TV with like Jimmy Fallon and, and those kind of guys that, um, that really kick the game off and 
maybe even some highlights marketing wise uh, with uh, showing showing some good commercials, some big hits, and you know some exciting plays, some long tries, those kind of things really marketed up, and and that's what the Yanks really love, you know that that kind of stuff. Chris, do you agree? Mm-hmm. Totally with you on everything you just said, Rick. And I am jealous. You're you're in Australia now, and I'm not. I'm very jealous of you. But fantastic <laughs> ideas, and you're bang on. I'll add I'll add on to this. Um, every NFL week, every Fox NFL Sunday pregame show, get some promotions out there. Get Michael Strahan involved. He's he's a big part of the Fox NFL Sunday crew. But have have the NFL involved in this. And you've got Jordan Mailata already playing and starring in the NFL. Mm. You've already got that cross that cross motion that that cross connection between the two codes. Just keep adding to it, and, and that will get a lot of Americans interested and sell out the Death Star come March, come round one. Great ideas, absolutely. Great ideas, great ideas. Hey, Rick, uh, how long have you been in Australia for? Uh, I'm in my twentieth year this year, mm. so. Uh, I absolutely love the game of NRL, you know, a year into being over here, I wasn't really too much into it, but geez, I love my Cowboys, that's for sure. Cowboys fan, all right. <laughs> well, they well, they were doing well, six wins in a row, then a couple of losses had to buy. Are you backing them to make the eight? Absolutely. I mean, they'll probably squeak in, but uh, yeah, I backed the boys and, uh, and Toddy to, to make it happen for us, so fingers crossed, boys. All right, all right. Rick, thank you for the call. Uh, call any time, mate. Enjoyed your input and some very good ideas as well. Cheers, mate. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. You too, mate. Uh, Rick from Brisbane, Thanks, you can Rick. jump on the oath line whenever. one 300 736 James also says on the text line, get Chris to start gathering the masses to get to Vegas for the NRL. Yeah, Chris, we need... Well, you, look, Chris, you go to various parts of the country quite often. Uh, every day, every time we speak to you, at least twice a week, you're somewhere else in the uh, US apart from when you're on holiday. So maybe we need to, like, get a big banner on your tracks, uh, on your truck saying, come to watch the NRL at Vegas, something like that, maybe a bit more exciting than that. Listen, uh, my there there will be space on my next truck available. I am happy to sell uh, billboard space to the NRL. Give me a call. Yes, I like that. I like this very good idea. The ideas we're getting at 5.30 in the morning is just fantastic. Uh, now, latest, <laughs> latest on a Tampa Bay race star. Yeah, we'll save the last story on the agenda for, for later this week, but this one I wanted to bring up because mm. this one is already strange, and I suspect it's going to get weirder and weirder mm. as more info drips out. Major League Baseball uh, is uh, investigating Tampa Bay Rays sh- uh, star shortstop Wander Franco. The team has placed him on re- on the restricted list after social media posts questioned the alleged nature of a relationship between Franco and a minor, a, mm. a, pers- a, a female under the age of uh, – the the age of majority. Mm. So uh, Franco's 22. He did not make the trip with with the Rays to San Francisco. Um, uh, the statement the team said uh, the Tampa Bay Rays and Wander Franco have mutually agreed he'll go on the restricted list, take leave from the club for the duration of the current road trip. Mm. But the league's looking into a number of social media posts uh, concerning uh, Franco's alleged relationship with the girl in the Dominican Republic. Uh, they don't say how old this girl is, 
or anything about the nature of the relationship. Uh, I suspect, uh, I, I think we can all read between the lines where, mm-hmm. what the uh, accusations may be, but uh, I'm sure that information will come out as we go through the days and weeks ahead. But this has the potential to become a very ugly story very fast for for Wander Franco and could could lead to maybe criminal charges. I don't know. I think Mm. we're, you know, we're probably a few steps away from that uh, happening. Mm. And we've got time for that last story as well before we go through your tips there. Now, it's a very interesting one because all you sent me is NFL linesman is suing his parents. Why? What's going on? Yeah, and I put parents in quotation marks. You remember the show, the the movie from back about fifteen or so years ago, The Blind Side. Yes. Uh, Sandra Bullock was invo- was uh, one of the stars of that movie. Well, the subject of that movie is uh, Michael Orr. He was an he was a offensive lineman in uh, the NFL. Played I think seven or eight seasons, primarily for the Baltimore Ravens. That's who who drafted him. But you know the whole story. He was homeless. Uh, he was you know, discover, you know, huge kid in high school, didn't start playing, you know, organized football, American football until his uh, year 11 uh, in school, Mm. Uh, but wound up, you know, getting scholarship offers, wound up playing college football at Ole Miss, um, the University of Mississippi, wound up uh, getting drafted in the first round into the NFL, make a movie about him. Uh, Michael Orr is suing the, uh, the, uh, family that allegedly, and I, I have to say allegedly, because there's questions on whether they actually adopted him. Um, he, he's wanting a he's wanting a any any sort of adoption uh, to be thrown out. Mm. Um, he's alleging that they tricked him. The the Tui family, Sean and Leanne Tui, they're they're the uh, the uh, quote unquote parents involved in this. Um, allegedly tricked him into signing a conservatorship after about three months after Orr turned 18 in 2004, which gave them legal authority to make business deals in this name. Now, the movie itself grossed over $300 million at the box office, and the Tui family made a, a, apparently made a rather large sum of money off of this movie and off the whole blindside thing and Michael Orr's name and likeness and everything. Mm. Uh, and apparently Michael Orr hasn't made much of any of it, any money at all off it. So uh, this has been filed in a, in a court in Tennessee. And I'm, I'm curious to see what the, what the resolution of this is going to be because uh, apparently they've, the, the Orr and the family have had a major falling out uh, and it's primarily over money in this conservatorship. So it's going to be very interesting to follow this story as it works its way through the courts. All right. Very interesting indeed. Very Some very uh, strange stories you're bringing us today. Now, a couple of texts yes. text for you before we go through your tips. Uh, someone yeah. says someone says Donald Trump. Uh, mm. uh, the other one, though, <laughs> this one, <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm sure it would be interesting, I suppose. It'd get promotion uh, one way or another. I'm not sure it would be good or bad, but it'd get promotion. He does know how to promote himself. Uh, he does no promotion, absolutely. And this text as well from Eric saying, Hello, Dan. Uh, you need to get Dwayne The Rock Johnson, the biggest following celebrity in the world, should be shown on Channel Fox and or NBC with lots of commercial ads. He also says, and can you also ask Chris, and I know the answer to this, but has he visited Australia before? Sydney, the best city. Cheers, Eric. You haven't, have you? 
No, I have not made it to Australia. I hope to make it down there someday. Uh, uh, with all due respect to Sydney, I, I would probably split my trip, though. Uh, my, you know, my Australian heart is Victorian, mm. but I would make my way to Sydney as well. So of I course. would, yeah, uh, I would definitely split my time between the two. And for our listeners in Queensland, no doubt you'd spend a couple of days there as well. Now, uh, would you like to know I how? Could, I could, I could be drug up there. Absolutely. Yes, exactly. Now, would you like to know how you did with your tips? Go for it. All right, let's fly through this. Uh, you tip the Penrith Panthers. Good start. Then you tip the Cronulla Sharks. Then you tip the Brisbane Broncos. Then you tip South Sydney. Then you tip the Warriors. Then you tip the Roosters. Then you tip the Storm. Then you tip the Dogs. Excuse me? You tip the Dogs. Tip the Dogs. Uh, and I, that was the one. Remember? Yes. Remember that was the one I took a flyer on. Yes, and I bet that you regret. That was my it. mistake. Is that now? Uh, we've only got about fifty seconds. Is that now two weeks in a row where you're seven out of eight? That is back to back seven in one week. Ah, uh, dear. And I and I missed the I missed the first game last week, and I guess I missed the last one. This week? Correct. Correct. Is that, that correct? That is correct. That so is. I hit fourteen I hit fourteen straight over two weeks. Yeah, you did well. You did well. Uh I got eight out of eight this week. Although I think a lot of people probably got eight out of eight. Uh this week, Chris, though, still great yeah. stuff. Seven out of eight, and we'll get your tips later on in the week for this uh round of the NRL, which we're very much looking forward to. Great to chat as always. We'll chat again uh, uh later on in the week. Sounds good. Have a good day. Chris Perkins on the line from America. Another text there, re-America. We'll get to it on the other side of this break. This is Tradies News in a Nutshell. Halftime in the EPL. It's Man United and Wolves nil all. Man United and Wolves nil all. On the Barnaby Joyce thing, Andy says, let's hope Barnaby watches the 2-0 friendly against England tomorrow. That would be good if we could get a repeat of that friendly from earlier on uh, this year. 0457 736 736, our text number, or you can call the open line on 1300 01 1170. Stingray says, Dan, last year I was in Melbourne for business, took myself to the Big Bash double header at the MCG, went home after the first game as was a little tired, completely missed Glenn Maxwell's 154 off 64 balls. Oh, no, that is not good. Uh, this from Clouty. He says, I think the NRL missed a great opportunity to by not taking Newcastle Knights and cross-promoting uh, with the Stanley Cup winning Vegas Golden Knights. Same to be said for the Canberra Raiders and the Vegas Raiders. Cheers, Clouty. And this from the Chookman. He says, hi, Dan, I think 20 teams would work in two conferences of 10 playing each other twice have a break in the middle for origin maybe have a nines tournament during the break could drew hutchison be dropped after scoring two tries not sure we will find out breakfast coming up in queensland uh, with Corey parker joining uh, pat this morning vossi and brandy coming up in sydney for listeners through sen 1170 a.m looking forward to all of that tomorrow maddie cox from melbourne and we'll preview the matildas with john gallo have a great tuesday breakfast for Lose the news